Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-hosts, Brendan McCullough and Whitney Nelson. How's everybody doing today? I'm happy that it's uh, the end of my week. Yes, yeah. it feels good. It, I feel it's, like all of us had a long week. It's weird. It's been a fucking week, alright. I've hit that yeah. delightful point of LA <laughs> weather where I just break out into a massive flop sweat when I do physically anything. When there's any amount of movement <laughs> on my part, it's just drenched in sweat now. So it's going to be a long summer for me. Yeah, no, I'm I'm also plagued by sweat myself, and I'm not looking looking forward to the heat in the the months to come. But eh, we'll survive. I hope. Mm, don't don't promise anything you can't guarantee. That's true. And yeah, you have it worse than I do out where you're located. Oh God, I just I don't even go to the gym anymore because I'm just going to lose like thirty pounds through sweat like over the course of the summer. Uh, one track, uh, gamer John or one track punk. Uh, he has a vlog, and I remember seeing a couple of his things. He's he's based out in Las Vegas with the other one track gamers, and he was saying how one day, uh, he was doing some Pokemon Go video, and it was like in, in the hundreds of degrees, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't imagine having to put up with that regularly. Yeah, at least at like LA, I'm more like coastal. So like I was saying it before last year, there was a thirty degree difference between where I work and where I live. Yeah. Because um, my work is more closer to the coast and more southern. Um, but yeah, Las Vegas is just like an incinerator. Like, it's just all desert, and I don't know how they live out there. Yep. And Whitney, if I'm not mistaken, some life factors, you had to move and stuff. So I guess that's just crazy. Have things calmed down? Yeah, yeah. They the, the move happened last minute, so it was like a real breakneck pace for a minute there. But oh I'm gosh. settled in now, and... Uh, you know, I'm getting getting my stuff set up, and I'm I'm uh, back in Philly now. Uh, so I I oh, lived in Philly soul. for like a decade, and then I moved to New York, <laughs> and then I moved to New York for a couple of years, and now I'm back in Philly again. Well, so it's welcome back, nice to be cool. back. Yeah, that's neat. I mean, I don't necessarily live in Philly, but around, and that's the thing. I hope if we ever have any ABTS live events, at least we can maybe count you in on that. So that's cool. yeah, totally. <laughs> no no one who says they're from Philly is actually from Philly. It's always just like within an hour's reach of it, like drive. Yeah, I feel like, like that's a meme within itself. Like people are like, where are you from? <laughs> and you say where you're from and then they're like, they have no idea. And then you just say Philly. They're like, oh, yeah, okay. Exactly. If you know where Westchester is, I'm right by Westchester. If you yeah. don't know where that is, I'm by Philly. If you know where Philly is, <laughs> we're going to have a problem. Like, it's just geography. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, I'm actually have, from Southern California originally. That's where I was born and raised. Oh, so he wow. just traded places. Yep. Yeah. Bren was exactly. on Philly, and then he went to Southern California. So yeah. it's like trading places without uh, Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy. So, <laughs> so definitely inferior. Yes, yes, much. So. <laughs> but awesome. quasi less conspiracy theory, however you want to say that. Uh oh, is it, is it not like that? Bren's conspiracy theory corner. <laughs> no, Dan Aykroyd's just fucking nuts. Like he's just a nutball now. <laughs> Nice. Um, well, this is a video game podcast. I do have a couple games I want to talk about uh, that I did try some new stuff. And uh, Press Continue Podcast inspired me to get into some retro shit, which I will d- delve into. But let's hear from you guys first. Uh, how about you, Bren? Do you want to start this off? Uh, sure. Uh, Overwatch is still same old, same old. Uh, Brigitte's going to get nerfed real quick because she's <laughs> real OP if you're anywhere within her range. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. Uh, but otherwise she has like absolutely no mobility. So it's, it's a real, uh, give and take with that character. 
Um, but I really enjoy her. I think she's going to be a good addition and be the first healer that doesn't get picked off at one shot by literally every other character, which is nice. Um, otherwise, though, I've actually gotten more into Bayonetta since last time we talked because I was I was playing it while we were recording last episode. Um, <laughs> check, it, check it off on last week's bingo card. Yeah. Uh, so I've actually gotten a few more hours into that, and I still like love it. I love the gameplay of it. I love the aesthetic of it. I love the writing of it. I love the characters. Like it's just so over the top, tongue in cheek. It's like a f- cabaret show plus God of War. Like it's fantastic, and it's just so self aware and just fully embraces that. I'm terrible at it though. Like I'm pretty bad at it. So there's different, I guess, chapters and. Even within the chapters, there's different, like, segments of boss battles and stuff, and you'll get ratings on it. So, you know, how many items you used, how many times you've died, how many, how much damage you've taken, how fast you beat it within a certain amount of time. Just those standard, like, uh, analo- uh, anal- analytics, there it is, yeah. uh, for, like, game uh, scoring. And I almost always do, like, rock bottom, like, you get, like, a stone statue at the worst, and then, like, a pure platinum statue at the best. So, it's just, I'm real bad at this game, but I'm loving, like, everything about it. Um, the camera's kind of janky as shit. I, I won't, uh, argue that. That's definitely, uh, screwed me over sometimes. Especially with the auto-aiming and how fast some of the characters move. They're darting around. Um, so that's kind of annoying. But it's, I just love, like, the style and, like, the tone of it so much that I'm willing to forgive some of the smaller gameplay problems I have with it. Um, definitely. I know some people are the same way with, like, uh, Nier Automata. So that's uh, very similar to that. It's the same company, so it makes sense. But it's even more over-the-top grandiose, and that's right up my style. So I'm hoping one day the second one gets ported to PC. Nice. That's about all I've really been playing. I mean, Enter Gungeon here and there, but I'll stop talking about that forever. Oh, but yeah, I said you weren't going back. That's funny. I said I would dip in every now and then, get my toe wet, (laughs) but uh, I'm not going to try and like beat it with another character. It's just like... Hey, I got 30 minutes left on this podcast or this video I'm watching on my other monitor. Let me do something mindless, roguelike-y. It's, it's the new Binding of Isaac for me. It's just something to do physically while my ears and brain is occupied by the story on some other medium. Right. Well, that's cool. Um, how about you, Whitney? It's been a, a little bit since we spoke to you last. Have you played anything since? Um, Not too much because I've mostly been focused on... on- moving and packing and whatnot and all those things but uh, i did manage to play frog fractions for the first time oh uh, nice oh wait and i feel like that came up in passing on our show i'm not sure if it was like we've talked really, about it before yeah not like super dived into but nah. matt our co-host co-host brought it up and yeah that's that's a trip how far did you get and yeah, oh, let me know. I finished thoughts. it. I finished it in one in one sitting. Um nice. I very l- much liked it. Uh, it's it's one of those things where I feel like everyone really looked out for me because everyone who's played it wants to talk about it, but no one who has played it has talked about it with me. I did not know what I was getting into other than it was <laughs> real off the rails. Um so I knew that I was ex- I knew to expect something. I did not know what to expect and it certainly was uh defined my expectations of how wacky it actually was um but it was really fun i i had a i had a really good time and i played it all in one sitting so i am curious about frog fractions too because i heard about the whole story of the the you know 
him burying it in another game and all that kind of stuff. So, but I haven't, I haven't played it and I don't know anything about it. And I don't actually know what the reception was for Frog Fractions 2. Um, uh, it seems like it's hit or miss with some people. I'm looking at it now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause I'm, tr- I'm trying to find the game that it was hidden in originally. It was like, oh, it was like gl- a fairy game. Yeah. Glitter or something or another, something like that. But it was like, yeah, yeah this n- no game or no name game that came out that like no one really gave a shit about. And then someone just offhandedly played, uh, Glitter Mitten Grove. There you go. The, and like, yeah, no one really gave a shit about it. And someone played it and they're like, hey, wait a minute. What's this frog? And then like, they look further and it's like, holy shit, Frog Fractions 2 is hidden in that game. But, so it's but just the, real the weird. guy, and the guy who, the whole story around the second one coming out, like he kickstarted it and mm-hmm. everyone that paid him money, he was like, it's not going to be called Frog Fractions 2. Um, stay tuned. And did not tell anybody until after it had been discovered. So all of the the people who kickstarted the game didn't know what the game was until after someone else had discovered that it with Frog Fractions Two was like hidden inside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did like a whole like ARG thing with clues hidden in other games. Like he got other developers to like release yeah. ARG what? stuff. Yeah, there was like you should read about Frog Fractions Two if you haven't because I haven't yeah. the amount of like clues that were laid out and fake websites and other developers putting things into their games to like lead people to uh you know figuring out that frog fractions 2 was hidden in this other game and then like someone who figured out the final clue got a button mailed to him with like a key and then he turned the key and pushed the button and then the the game went live like the update to glitter mittens or whatever it's called yeah that pushed the update to the game that like unlocked oh, frog fractions that's too. some like ready player one shit that's insane like i don't even i mean that's with the, g- the the guy who made frog fractions that's kind of like his whole steez from and i know nothing about him as a person but just from having mm-hmm. played frog fractions and having heard about frog fractions too the guy's the guy is nuts and he's very much doing his own thing which i can appreciate yeah Definitely. he he teamed up with a buddy of his who the other developer is the guy who made glitter mint and grove so, like, it was this yeah. friend of his, and he talked him into putting it into that game. And, yeah, I feel, we always advertise, like, beware of Kickstarters, they'll fuck you over, because, <laughs> like, 90% of the time they do. Also, check that off uh-huh. the card. Yep, I was just about um, to say it. <laughs> but with this one, like, the idea of he making him making game and not telling, like, the people that Kickstarted, like, I feel like you kind of had to have known that was a possibility when you Kickstarted it. Because, like you said, the guy just does crazy weird cryptic shit. So, well, like, and he you told to... all of them that like they they're not going to know what game it is. Like it's going to be called something else. Yeah. Um, so so, so I think maybe know. people were clued in that it was going to be unusual, but yeah, because that's definitely like something he would do. So you got to be aware that like you know giving your money to like David Copperfield, it's like something weird's going to happen. I don't know where it's going, <laughs> but something weird's going to happen. Right. Yeah. So. So yeah, it was very fun, and uh, it's kind of surprising to me that I hadn't played it before, considering it's free and you can do mm-hmm. it in like. An hour and a half, unless you get stuck on the text adventure part, which I did, um, right. because that was a little bit more difficult. The rest of it's kind of on rails, and you just have to keep going and find the the like, you know, ending of each level to move on to the next one. But um, but yeah, it, considering it's free and and you can do it in like one evening, I, I'm surprised that it took me like four years to do it because I think it came out in 2012. Yep, that sounds about right to me. Well, if it's more surprising, I still haven't done it. I know about it still. Because I remember these guys talking about it, and I played it, and I was like, fuck, I don't 
get it. Like, what's the hype? You didn't get even best. No, I didn't get beginning, which is no, no, no. I'm just like blame you because it's like that's the the real mind bending part when you're playing it, and when it happens, it's like oh shit, what is what is what is going on? Yeah, Yeah, like because I've just played so many dumb flash games that when it's like you're a frog and you have like the great Saiyan costume from Dragon Ball Z, you're like the you know arm cannon from Mega Man. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I've seen a bunch of other games do weird, like, random items referencing other games. So, like, that didn't really stand out to me as, like, weird, th- like, the items or objects that were appearing. And I think I stopped, like, right before I got to, like, the weird part that draws you in. So I never actually played all of it. It happens. Yeah. But I got, uh, not to derail it too much, but I got Pony Island like way back, like years ago. Oh, like, I remember years, years. watching you stream that shit. It was so no, funny. no, 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 oh. not that one. Oh, okay, that's like mistake. What was that's like that? some like Pony Care, like My Little Pony bullshit thing that I think Bassett gave to me or Bassett Claus gave to me. Yeah. Um. No, Check this is a, yeah. This <laughs> is actually uh, a very meta like game, like breaking like outside the box puzzle game, like Frog Fractions. Like, it's very similar to that, where huh. you have to, like, use a USB, like, plug in USB, transfer files to it, and then, like, unplug, like, and I never got around to playing it. I still have it, I tend to play it, but, like, that's also a very meta, uh, like, mind fuckery game. So anyone who really enjoyed Frog Fractions, maybe check out Pony Island. It's, like, five bucks on Steam. Interesting. That's cool. Yeah, I've heard a lot of great things about it, but I haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah, so my games this week, it's a variety of, like, new and old, so I guess I'll start with the newer... It's not really new stuff, but um, new to me, so to speak. I did get some games on a, a PlayStation sale. I got Wipeout Omega Collection and this game Elite Dangerous. And oh, the reason yeah. I got Elite Dangerous is because a buddy of mine, a college friend... We haven't talked since college just because life gets busy and stuff, but I got a text from him. He's like, do you trust me? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> uh, immediately, no. I was, no, but immediately I was like, absolutely. What do you need? Because I'm like, this kid, I, he's a really creative genius. And like, we go back. I feel like if he's coming to me for something creative, let's like, get this ball rolling. And he was like, Elite Dangerous is $12. Buy it immediately. And we're going to play together. And I was like, all right, you know what? For 12 bucks, let's do this. I don't really play many multiplayer games. Let's see what this is all about. So I went ahead and did that. And and long story short, I haven't gotten around to playing too much of it. But what I did, I decided to start the tutorials because it seems like a really in-depth game. Like for people who aren't aware, it's like kind of like a outer space simulator. I think if I'm not mistaken, the the setting is the world or the year uh, 3300. And it's just super far in the future. We have really advanced spacecraft. And it, I guess it's an MMO aspect where you can like trade uh, spaceships and do all sorts of like building spaceships and battle it uh, judging by the trailer it looks really up my alley and a lot of fun the graphics are really impressive that when you're inside the cockpit of these spacecrafts like the controls seem like really realistic and kind of daunting like when you think if you like sat in the cockpit of like an airplane or something you're like what the fuck am i supposed to do here it's like it's kind of like that um but that's the thing so i'm taking these tutorials it's kind of complex uh, slightly but also my main issue is if i like lose control of my ship and like just like it's let's say it's just spinning out of control god damn don't i like get extremely motion sick like it's mm-hmm. like it's unbelievable, and I haven't really encountered that with many games, if any. I think the one was another game where you're, like, out in space that I never beat. Damn it, I can't put my finger on it, but I talked about it on the show. Um, I'll put it in the show notes or something. But Gravity starring George Clooney. 
No, but it, was, <laughs> no, it felt like that. That's it was, oh man, I, I'm surprised I can't think of the name of that game. But it's just unfortunate when you you want to enjoy a game, but it makes you feel like oh gosh, I can throw up right now. Yeah, exactly. So I did put that down for a bit. I didn't intend on going back, but if if it continues to be that way, I think it's just one of those where I'm like the uh, the benefit of enjoying this like space game isn't outweighing me feeling like shit. So I'm not quite sure yet. That one's still to be determined, but uh, playing Wipeout Omega collection has been a nostalgic blast because I used to play a bunch of Wipeout games on like the PlayStation one and stuff. So they go really far back. I'm glad the franchise is still alive and well. And this is actually a collection of like various remasters. If yeah, uh, of Wipeout HD Fury and or Wipeout HD with its expansion Fury and the game Wipeout 2048. And it's just for people who are unaware, it's basically, I don't want to say Mario Kart, but it's just like a racing game where like, yeah, it's kind of like Mario Kart in the sense you pick up power ups, you can like shoot down your enemies and like, or not shoot them down, but like slow them down. And it's Mm -hmm. really high paced, like fast, uh, streamlined vehicles, kind of like pod racers in Star Wars episode one, but minus like those like goofy floaty ass things. It's just more like you're (sighs) a guarding bullet. I know I had to make it. Uh, I mean, it's it's a valid it's a valid comparison. Just yeah, ugh. yeah, I know what you mean. Um, but it it's a really cool game. Uh, I I'm enjoying it. It's one to just like really if you have a fix for your need for speed, but you don't want to drive like a goddamn Porsche or anything. If you have the need for speed, but don't want to play Need for Speed. Yeah, basically. Uh, check out Wipeout, the Omega Collection. It's pretty cool. Weren't those uh, the games at like arcades and Chuck E. Cheese's where it was a like, huge rig and blew like, cold air on you when you played? Really? No, I'm not familiar with that. And if it was, awesome. I would be really interested in checking that out. Oh, no, that was like a uh, snowmobile game. Yeah. This is like a weird futuristic car. It's like F-Zero X. Yes, that's actually a much better comparison. Um, As for the more retro stuff, uh, it's actually as of tonight. I saw um, Adam from Press Continue Podcast go live on their Twitch channel. Goddamn, they have a really good setup. He's got like the smooth transitions going from like webcam to gameplay, gameplay with webcam, and he's playing some older stuff. He was playing Strider today, a game I've never actually seen gameplay of. Goddamn, he was kicking ass too. He got to like the, I I think like close to the end of the game, and it it seemed really tough. I I don't know. I would have struggled with that, but. It remind he I was asking him after his stream ended, I'm like, oh, what kind of emulator do you use and stuff? Turns out he's on a Mac, so there's this thing called Open Emu or Emu, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. And I'm on Windows, so I was like, shit, I can't get that one. So I found an alternative called RetroArc, and goddamn, I can't recommend this enough. This thing is amazing. Uh listener, if you wanna do emulations of like all any kind of retro uh console atari sega genesis saturn nintendo consoles uh even i think playstation one and dreamcast like this thing's a fucking beast uh it the way it loads it kind of is like the interface of a playstation 3 uh or or i think yeah that's what playstation 3 was like and you can load a core so it's like basically pick which system and it'll load the files and then you have to obviously have access to emu- uh, or ROMs and stuff or bin files for certain games. And I just so happened from college, I've met friends along the way that was like, oh yeah, here's basically every Sega Genesis game in existence. I'm, I mean, they might be off by a few, but I just opened up the folder and there's 952 items in here. So I think it's basically accurate of most 
available Sega Genesis games. A lot of them are in different languages too, so it's like uneventful, like or un- not helpful to me. Like I loaded up a Dragon Ball Z game and it was in French, French. <laughs> but um, I think there might be an option because it does also have in parentheses E next to it. So there's an F and an E. So I think there's French and English, but I just have to change a setting. But it's just great having like a huge selection of like like old retro Genesis games. Like that was one of my favorite consoles growing up. It was a pain maintaining one. My girlfriend actually has a Genesis, but it just shit the bed finally after like however many years that thing's been around. It doesn't. Yeah. That's what I mean. We thought it was a faulty AC adapter, but no, the thing's just no longer working. Cause we replaced the AC adapter, uh, when we last went to too many games and the thing still didn't start up. So that's, it's just nice to have access to all those games and not have to have the old, uh, rinky dink system. I was worried though. I'm like, Oh, am I going to be able to hook it up with like a modern day controller, like the PS4? And there's, uh, some, program i'm using that really makes it easy it's called ds4 windows so google that and you can really get an easy way to get your ps4 controller hooked up i'm playing steam games with it uh i'm playing these retro games on the retro arc it's just it feels so good and it like opens the door for me to revisit all these games like that i've had these roms for years but i just haven't been like I didn't, I don't know. I didn't have the inspiration to be like, let me just, uh, get these games going again. And now Adam, I really attribute it to you and your stream. Thank you. Cause now I'm going to play some more retro ass shit. I, I started up Rocket Knight Adventures. It's so good. I'm excited. I saw there's Earthworm Jim, all sorts of stuff that I've yet to revisit and some other stuff that I've never played too. So it's exciting. Nice. But that's also if we, did not endorse uh, emulators and ROMs, which are illegal, which we do not endorse. <laughs> totally uh, <laughs> legit up in this podcast. Um, but yeah, yeah, I remember in high school getting PSPs, like buying PSPs cheaply because everyone was kind of done with them. And uh, knowing a few friends who, oh, uh, Mark, uh, who would jailbreak it. And you basically got every game ever made before the N64 on the PSP for like a gig. Like you just had so many. Yep, exactly. And oh man, I'm like missing out on the comments and uh, switch chat tonight, but Adam's actually huh? in our chat and he said, Wipeout always made me sick and want to puke from the motion sickness. So that's two games I'm playing that are make people motion sickness. <laughs> I wasn't experiencing that just with these HD remakes, but I don't know. I didn't play them long enough to get that way. I, I'm not sure. I, maybe there's certain levels that might. Um, I, I very rarely have ever gotten motion sickness from, well, anything really, but uh, mostly games like... I think, as far as I know, VR chat, watching streams of that is the only thing that's gotten me sick. Because it's just jiggly as shit. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, how about, let's see if there's any kind of like newsy topics before we like maybe play a game of I Was Walrus or something. Uh, Alright, let's see. Uh, Xbox slash Microsoft's trying to crack down on Xbox Live and Skype. Uh, foul language and offensive language. So, f- fucking good luck with that. We'll see how this goes. Um, yeah, that seems like fighting a losing battle. <laughs> it's it's a mix between this isn't going to happen, like, they're going to have no way of, like, properly combating this or stopping this, or a mix of, dear God, how much power do they actually have, and are they just going to, like, big brother everything if they're not already, which I assume they are. So it's it's kind of concerning to see how far it's going to go, but... I don't know necessarily what they mean by offensive language. Is it just gonna be like shit and fuck, like curse words, or is it gonna be like racial slurs or like homophobic slurs or stuff like that? Because right. um, that stuff you can crack down on. Um, it still would be 
it would make it a more pleasant experience, but it would still cause the alarm of, like, any degree of censorship of what, it's a slippery slope of, like, what will they censor next? Will they censor anything anytime you're talking about PlayStation? Because it's a competitor? Or what? So it's, I don't know. It's corporations with power, and that's my biggest fear. I think yeah. I think the real the real like key there is offensive language versus abusive language, mm-hmm. and like they're saying offensive in stuff that I have seen, and I don't know like I am for uh, censoring abusive language as as a, a lady who has just completely avoided voice chats forever because the second that they hear that I'm a lady, it's like things take a turn for the worse real quick. Um, yeah. To, uh, to be fair, you're not missing much. It's uh, <laughs> it's probably worth missing out on those. It's pretty terrible. Um, but I definitely like. I'm I'm for repercussions for like abusive language, but I'm not for censoring offensive language per se because I think that's you know part of gaming. Gaming can be frustrating, and like everyone's gonna curse. If you haven't played Mario Kart. And been in first place and just got <laughs> skyrocketed back to last place from by some bullshit blue shell uh-huh. and like uh, yep. four red shells or something like, and you haven't cursed at that. I don't think you've actually played games. Like that's that's part of the experience of just like ending friendships right then and there and snapping an N64 controller in half. Like, that's part of the gaming experience. <laughs> but yeah, it's I mean, especially now games, you could argue like way back in the day like there were definitely older people playing it but like a lot of people before us and our generation grew up with them and now that we're adults you want more mature games like the way we've seen deadpool and our rated comic book film explode with success and popularity like some big executives still aren't finding out that like games can be m-rated and not for all ages and for a very specific group of people namely adults that can handle it and still do wildly successful. Like Nier Automata is crazy successful. And yeah. it's got very mature themes in that and stuff. Um so yeah, I'm concerned what they mean what they deem offensive language. Cause yeah, abusive like chat, like people you know, it's the running joke of Xbox Live is the cesspool of all people like of all online gaming, because it's just twelve year olds slaying uh slinging racial slurs at each other. Um and it's it's that stereotype for a reason, because that's what it is. And Overwatch has gotten much worse. Anytime they crack, try and crack down on that, it only uh, exaggerates the problem. So I'm I'm not against it, but it's you know the idea of them controlling what you can and can't say is always alarming to me because it's like Google. Their motto used to be "Don't be evil," and well, that's not their motto anymore. So, well, you know, we'll see how things are going. So, yep. It's cause for concern, but we'll have to see what they actually do and if what they do can actually do anything. Like, they might implement, like, a filter like uh, Overwatch did where when people said GG easy, it would change it to different words. But now those when you see those words, it just means that person put GG easy. So, like, it, all it did was change what the words were, but you still have the same impact of the message of them being a little shit. So, I don't know. That's going to be interesting to see what they do. Definitely. Oh, I have a real bullshit one to bring up real quick. Uh, Lindsay Lohan and video games. Oh. What, what do you think about this? Uh, 
<laughs> I think about it the same way everyone else has, and I haven't at all about her in well, decades. That's what I mean. Well, she's wasn't she addicted to drugs and video games are like drugs or something? Anyway, it was implying she's <laughs> over it. No, here's, here's she's in the news because apparently, like if everyone's familiar with Grand Theft Auto Five at this point, and yeah. if you've loaded up the game, there's like always like a loading screen, and it like changes with like different like pastel like drawn colored characters of the game and there's this one image of a lady in her bikini holding her phone uh and she's doing like a peace sign and apparently Lindsay lohan has a picture of herself doing something very similar it's notably different like you'll see she's holding some kind of soda or and she's got like a mp3 player instead of a phone and it's it's no and she's got sunglasses but i can see the resemblance because it's both red bikinis and blonde hair but i don't long story short she's tried to have a lawsuit against grand theft auto 5 for using an image of her likeness and the judge was just like, this suit has no merit. So they're just like, no, you got denied. And then apparently it's been a thing that was dragged out for over like four years. And it just was brought up again for like, I guess the final time. And it just fizzled out and they rejected her appeal. So it's official. You're not getting money up from Grand Theft Auto Five, Lindsay Lohan. Sorry. If, if Take Two, the parent company of uh, Rockstar and Grand Theft Auto, is shutting down mods. They don't want money. Like they're cutting off active community resources. They don't give a shit about Lindsay Lohan if they're actively destroying their own fan base. So much like every else in the everyone else in the world, they don't care about her. Yep. Um, I have another one. Uh, DJ Cutman, the guy responsible for the I Was the Walrus theme song, he yeah. had a podcast. We had him on the show, and I think we talked about it briefly on that episode, but it was a show called This Week in Chiptune. Uh, we're a little late on announcing this. It's like no longer a thing. He ended it on 200 episodes, but it's was it, still Was available. it a podcast? Because I know he streamed it. Well, no, it was a, he would live stream every episode and then make it available make it as a, poca- a podcast. Okay. And yeah, that's the thing. For 200 strings. episodes, he had over like a thousand different artists working with him, like on all sorts of chip tune. It's definitely something worth revisiting if you never were uh, tuning into it live. I did tune into a few of the live ones, and it was a really special show. Um, so I definitely recommend that. Like I said, we're pretty late in announcing. I think it ended a little bit uh, before the <laughs> end of last year. But he just recently came out with a new album called Volume 4, and there's 26 new tracks, uh, all like. Uh, mixed video game stuff like if you're a fan of his like game chops and all that stuff you're gonna love this so definitely go check out his new album i highly recommend it yeah we always forget to give our musicians shout outs because <laughs> yeah, we sure. are terrible yeah. uh so yeah definitely check that out um what else is going on uh people are complaining that PUBG on mobile is full of bots so somehow for some reason people think a game full of hackers and bots would have been any different on a mobile platform. I don't know why, but they're somehow surprised enough to write an article about it. Um, yeah, I don't get it. It's it's. I stand by it. I don't think PUBG's a good game. I still will stand by that statement, no yeah, matter how I've, popular it gets. I've yet to uh, cave on that one. Like, I want to play it, but I'm like, eh, fuck it. I'm like, it's not really a game for me. I'm not really into that whole thing. I think I'd have fun, but then I also don't want to like just then be like balls deep, like oh now I have, I should have been playing this all along. I got some dude at work who keeps like pestering me to download it and buy it. I'm just like, I don't want to. It doesn't look fun. I'm not a first person shooter guy. Why do you keep asking me? Um, I see the appeal of it. 
but everything it does, I see. I I also don't play Fortnite, but everything PUBG does, I see Fortnite doing better. And I think it's because they had an actual game and then added this new mode to it, and it just became so popular. It drew in everyone else because the battle royale mode in Fortnite's free, so you don't have to pay for a shitty, broken, buggy game. Instead, you can get a good version of it that's free. Definitely. So I don't I don't know why uh, it's really a contest, but yeah, I, I think I think for me it's I look at PUBG and I look at even Fortnite and and there's you know a couple other ones that are in a very similar style right now. It's doing very yeah. well, but I look at all yeah. of them and I put a lot of time into Rust uh, back mm-hmm. in the day. And to me, they all just look like worse versions of Rust because the thing about Rust was there was no like there was no time limit. There was no, like, narrowing of battlefield. So it was all of the elements, but, like, this interminable tension of, are you going to be found and shot? Do people that have more resources than you, are they going to come and blow up your house and take everything you own and you have to start over from scratch? And, like, you went and went and went and kept collecting resources and killing people and getting their resources and doing that whole thing. But you could keep going until the server reset. Uh, so you could have weeks and weeks of progress and then just wake up one day, like come back into the game and wake up your character and you're naked in the middle of nowhere because someone found you and killed you and took all of your things. And it really mm. like the psychological element of PUBG that everyone likes was much more so in Rust. Um, and it was like it was like Lord of the Flies or something. It really yeah, brought yeah. out all of the like worst parts of mankind <laughs> and that was what it's, was so yep. great about it that's what people love yeah and uh and i i liked that much much more than i think i would like I, i've never played PUBG. i've watched people play it um and also Fortnite. but it just for me like all of the parts that i liked about rust are gone in all of these mm-hmm. that are like timed with the narrowing battlefield um because you know exactly how it's going to play out uh yeah, yeah. like like it's just about do you have the the most defensible position at any given time whereas with rust you never knew what was going to happen or who was going to find you or you know how it was going to go down so yeah it's it's definitely like that's kind of the most unique thing about these two games is just the narrowing like force field that kills people and it just forces everyone to actually be engaged and active as opposed to just camping in a corner for the entire game mm-hmm. and waiting for someone to come find you um, so it adds that, but it's like, that's as far as I can really tell, that's about it. There's no real much difference. Granted, Fortnite has the additional like building uh, mechanics that was originally intended for the single player mode uh, or not single player, but the like horde mode called like save the world or whatever, mm-hmm. um, that you had to buy. And I believe it's, it still would be worth it. It seemed pretty good and pretty flushed out. The unfortunate side is, since Battle Royale mode has taken such focus, they've kind of abandoned that mode. Like, the Epic Games, the d- developers of it, have, like, in so many words, abandoned that one. Because that Save the World mode maybe had two updates, or three, since the game came out. Whereas Battle Royale mode has an update, it seems like, every other week. So, it's clear where their attention is. And it makes sense, because that's what's keeping them alive. That's what's so popular. We've talked about it before. That's what kept that game still going. Yep. And I definitely think the building part of it is interesting, and um, it's cooler to watch. I will not play, because I'm so already out of it. Like, there's no way I could catch up to people at these skill levels. Um, But yeah, I, I f- like with uh, Rust, I feel like other games have just done these certain aspects more interesting, and these games just mash them all together. And I mean, good, good to them. Fortnite and Epic seem legitimate and, you know, well done. 
I just got a problem with uh, Blue Hole and PUBG, and they just seem like a shitty company. They seem like an asset flipper group, and it seems like for whatever reason, it just got wildly popular uh, beyond all reason. And the fact that they're having tournaments and mobile versions of the game and selling a finished copy of the game, like charging money for it, and it's still broken as shit. Like, that's uh, that's just real scummy in my book. So, yeah. I hear I where you're coming from. I might give it a chance someday, but not yet. Yeah, I mean, if you do, do Fortnite, because it's free. So it's like, hey, I don't like this yeah. mode, you don't lose anything. Good call. So, okay, um, that's about it. That's good. Um, I was just reminded, because we do have some people tuning in tonight, uh, Chiz is in chat today, and earlier this week I was, I was doing some streaming, and jokingly, we were playing Game or No Game, he was quizzing me. So I have his games that he's uh, quizzed me on, and I'm going to play a quick game with you guys. So let's play Game or No Game. So there's actually one or two of these. There's going to be two of these that are mine, and I'm going to start with those. But then everything after these first two are going to be all chiz. So thanks for providing these. Um, all see. chiz all the time. It's chiz o'clock. What? That sounds really chiz? weird if, pe- if people don't know his name is actually chiz and not chiz. <laughs> Just no, to be clear, it's C-H-I-Z-Z. Yes. Anyway, what do you guys think of a game called The Bladderscape? Um, now is it scape as in like a realm of existence like planetscape or farscape or is it like bladderscape as in like you have to escape the bladder and you're inside of it i don't know but i think the spelling remains the same yeah the the spelling is the same either way i'm gonna say that that's real because I, i otherwise kudos to whoever came up with that as a fake one because i don't think that i could come up with that as a fake game so I think it's so outside of like what I would say for a fake name that I'm going to say it's a real one. Uh, I don't think it's real. So because you're giving kudos, and I think Doug's getting a big head now. You think, <laughs> you think oh, he thought it was real. No, well, that's the thing. It's not a game, but I really wish <laughs> it was. And, I, uh-huh. and now I feel proud of that one, so that's good. That's yeah, really no, good. I, I, I think that was part. a great one. I, that's so off the wall, I would never have assumed that that was a fake one. I'm trying to recall how that came to be. I found that mistaken. I was watching too much Kingdom Hearts and that bullshit with the date escape. And then I was like, oh, well, there's all these games about peeing. And then I was like, the black. <laughs> um, but, there's so right. many games about peeing. And we find, uh, we seem to attract them all. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Um. All right. Well, last one from me. But uh, do you think there's a game called Mutant League Dodgeball? Ooh. I'm going to go with yes. Uh, it's very plausible, but I'm going to go with no. That is indeed a no. Uh, trying to <laughs> trick you guys with how I'm saying that. But no, that's the thing. Yeah, it, it, I want it to be. I, the, I When I came up with that, I'm like, yo, that sounds good. Yeah, I would I would play the shit out of that. God damn it. I was so cocky because I thought it was a real one. But it's I, there's a real one called Mutant Football League. That's what okay. I was thinking. 
that so, makes sense. Yeah, no So worries. I was smug in my trying to cheat method. <laughs> or just thinking you knew it existed, but it was just slightly off. Um, all right, well, now everything after this is all jizz, so you can't be mad at me. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say they're all fake, because they all oh, came yeah. from jizz. No, here we go. Uh, what do you guys think of this? Uh, Leisure Suit Larry 3, Passionate Patty in Pursuit of the Pulsating Pectorals. God damn it, jizz. So here's, all right. There's so many Leisure Suit Larry games, and they're so so wildly terrible. Like, <laughs> I'm sure some people find the appeal in the humor and stuff, but, like, they're bad games. Like, they're all, like, the same fucking minigame over and over again, and it's just with dicks and boobs. Oh, God. So, like, this easily could be a real one if it isn't. Like, yeah, easily I'm, could be a real one. I'm gonna vote real. I don't know, because I don't know any of the, like, anything after Leisure Suit Larry. I don't know any of the titles of them, but I'm going to yeah. say real. Because they're, like, uh, I'd always see them at GameStop, and there's always, like, five of them. And it's just, like, ha- who's buying this? And it's horny little kids who, you know. Uh, they also buy so, tr- BMX Triple X. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Somebody would want that game. Somebody wants boobs on a bike. Um, I'm going to say no. It's not real. Passionate Patty in Pursuit of the Pulsating Pectorals is a game. So yeah. that's a thing. Yeah. Good one, Chiz, to throw us off there. I, I honestly, with such a long name with so much connotation with the P's and stuff, like I just didn't believe it. But no, that is indeed real. And that's what I mean. He was quizzing me live and I was getting him wrong left and right. So it Are was you like guys familiar with Chuck Tingle? Excuse no. Me. <laughs> All right. Well, is that your porn name? He, no, he is. He is uh, not. He is not video game related. But um, I definitely recommend you look him up at some point. He is. Uh, oh no. Yeah, it's he's like. A, oh it's a whole no. Thing. Um, he's amazing <laughs> and hilarious. Oh god. He writes. No. He writes like. Um, like romance novels, like erotica, but it's stuff like. Do you remember the dress? Whether it's like. I don't remember white and blue or yes, silver and black. We talked black about it extensively on our podcast. Okay, it so he wrote a romance novel between a guy and that dress. Um, there's wow. a simple Google search and going on yeah. images. <laughs> will tell our oh, so, so Chuck Tingle is incredible, and his Twitter feed is incredible, and he just started a new podcast. Uh, I recommend uh, checking him out in some form or another because he's amazing. But it, the Leisure Suit Larry title sounds like Chuck Tingle wrote it to me. Yep, that uh, all right. back that one up. Thank you, Whitney, for bringing this into <laughs> our lives. I um, feel like it was destiny for Whitney to become part of our show because, like, it's like just the right <laughs> level of absurdity. I got, I gotta uh, ask though: Are these real books or are they these are just real like, books? The, you can buy them, and some they're of them, real. Fi- some of them are like 40, 50 pages long, and he writes them in like a day because a bunch of them have been newsworthy. Like they've happened on the day that news happens. So he just sits down and I don't even know how he does it. I don't know if he's got like a neural network that he's using to help write these or if he's actually just sitting down and cranking them out. But they're actual, you can buy these books. They're real books. Okay, because like, yeah, just looking at it, there's so many. Yes. Yeah. And they're so insane. Like, That's I'm impressive. Not, I wouldn't be surprised if they're just the covers, but yeah, you're saying 40 or 50. All right, that kind of makes sense how he can turn them out real quick. Because, I mean, you get I to mean, the... I mean, could, I couldn't write 50 pages in a day, no, no matter 50, what. But 50 pages of smut? I feel like I could probably knock that out. I'm pretty <laughs> perverted, uh, some bitch. But here we go. Here are just some titles, just to, uh, in case you don't want to risk uh, searching this with safe search off. Fair uh, enough. Check Tingle. 
pounded in the butt by my book. Pounded in the butt by my book. Pounded in the butt. Uh, pounded in the butt by my own butt. Yeah. It's like, it's like an erotic story within an erotic story within an erotic story. Like it's three covers on it. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, no, he wrote, he wrote Pounded in the Butt by My Own Butt first, and then he went, like, four layers deep on that. Uh. There's a Bitcoin in my butt, and he is handsome. It's... Uh-huh. Um, sp- one of my oh, favorites, boy. and I have, I have not actually bought it and read it, but one of my favorites is, do you guys remember Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? Those, that, that yeah. like, yeah. kid's book with the really scary, drippy drawings? He has yeah. Scary Stories to Tingle Your Butt. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing uh, yeah. Right, those, uh, yeah there's one about like my boyfriend the anthropomorphic airplane or something like that oh <laughs> uh, we gotta get these for mark we gotta yeah. buy some of these <laughs> um, we need to have this guy on the podcast that's amazing yeah all right last one so we don't just derail entirely uh, uh, wait but- wait 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 guys one more Taken we'll hotly. each get a last one. We each get a last yeah, one. Okay, for sure. Taken hotly by my handsome, physically manifested hot take. <laughs> oh, oh my god, this man is a genius. Yeah, that has been phenomenal. Wow. Uh, this one caught my eye just with the simplicity. Fake news. Real boners. <laughs> just, oh, god damn. That's it. And it's just a dude, like John Cena looking dude with a, another dude wearing a unicorn mask. That's it. Yep. Oh my god. Chuck just, Tinkle. Just like, you madman. Just like one or two days ago, uh, Justin McElroy agreed to be on Chuck Tingle's podcast on oh, Twitter. Nice. And I, I did a little dance because I was so happy about that. <laughs> this is amazing. That is oh my god. Fantastic. I have to tune into that one. Um, and that's Jesus. all. Thanks to you, Chiz, and your freaking laser suit, <laughs> yeah. Larry submission. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thanks for that wormhole. From him. Uh, let's see. What do you guys think of a game called 3D Pong Kardashian Edition? Ah, oh, goddamn! Uh, See, Chiz, Chiz knows these bullshit games. He knows how to make them sound just real enough, and it's by adding that like little bit of just garbage, like Leisure Suit Larry or like celebrity to it. And it's like, ah, that that could be real. I don't want it to be, but it could be. I'm gonna say uh, no game. I'm also gonna say no game. That is a no. Good job, oh, producing. Uh, how about Donkey Simulator 2007? Spank that ass. Ah, the simulators. Mm. Simulators just flooded with such bullshit games. Yeah. Like, ah. I, I just, never know. I it. never know with uh I never know with simulators. Uh I'm gonna there, say no. There's a I am I am bread. That's a simulator where you pay to play as a piece of bread. Like <laughs> there's so many. There's just so many. Uh, I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say it is a real game. It's a no, but quite a creative yeah. title. Um <laughs> Yeah. I think I got two more from him. Uh, he had others, but I'm going to censor a few. <laughs> let's see here. You don't have the same chiz, but we do. Do you think there's a game called Homie Rollers? Yes. And that's with Homie a Z. Ro- <laughs> with a Z? Yeah, just for clarity's sake. I'm going to say no, because I think I know what that's playing off of. Well, before we give you an answer, what do you think it's playing off of? Holy Rollers. Oh, no, I, the thing is, it's playing off of, do you recall, like, in those, like, little 50-cent machines? The like, as you walk out of yeah, uh, the, yeah, the, the homies. Yeah, it's homies, exactly. It's a game, yeah. it's, yeah, no, that's the thing, they made a game called what Homie Rollers, and if I'm I not mistaken, so. it was on Nintendo DS, and it was, like, basically a Mario Kart ripoff, but with the homie cast. With the and, homies, like, yeah. That sounds horrendous. 
what but that's the a game. Fuck. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why is this? Why did anyone know what homies is? That's what I mean. That's, They're all terrible. It really is. And that's why we play this game. Last one for you guys. What do you think of a game I already called lost. Big Mother Truckers 2 Truck Me Harder? <laughs> is that a truck, uh, Chuck Tingle book? It uh. sounds like one. Uh, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say also no because Whitney's been right so far. <laughs> Oh, I'm but the time you go with her, you're wrong. Yeah. It's a game, of and that's the thing. I, I forget if it was PS2 or something else, but I've actually seen that, and I was like, I can't believe this exists. So I've, Wait, I've seen is- I've seen the first part of the title before, but I didn't think that that what the truck it harder the truck the me subtitle. harder. Yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, that either, made like, it sound fake to, to me. It. Yeah, no, yeah. it's a little bit bizarre. But that's totally a thing. Yeah, no, if you go to their a uh, uh oh, it released in Europe as Truck Me Harder, but in the in America they kind of cut oh, that see, off. Oh, see, see if you had told me uh. that, then I would have said yes <laughs> see, because I've seen uh, the the big trucker games before. But the subtitle. I can't be that specific because I have to uh-huh. pretend like I made it up. But it's actually <laughs> a fan submission. But no, Chiz, thank you for even giving us some sub- sub- submissions. Listeners, you can do the same. Get in touch. Join the Facebook group, all that stuff. Um, but that's how we play Game or No Game. Truckers looks like Blade. Oh Christ! It's like sunglasses <laughs> and like a cowboy hat, like a full black leather suit. What the fuck? Um, but I did mention earlier we should play I Was Walrus. Is there anything else we want to say or do before we do that, or not really? Uh, I'll just say that's an interesting topic of the difference between like truck Big Mother Trucker Two and Truck Me Harder, like it not being in America. The difference of like the localization of games uh, is like. Some of them are really weird and specific, and they, like, have no reason. For, like, example, Kirby, in all the Japanese games, Kirby's happy on the cover. Like, he's all excited, and he's playing with his friends. And in America, he's always angry. And it's like, that's just a weird, specific thing people are doing, and there's not... I don't know if there's a clear reason why. Yeah, that is bizarre. Why is it the Philosopher's Stone instead of the Sorcerer's Stone? Uh, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But I think that's that's tied to the book, because the book's different titles in different countries. It's not the game itself. Um, but yeah, that could be a good uh, episode topic of just like the different weird localizations. Cause I'm sure there's other stuff like that. Australia is like notorious for some of the hardest censorship, especially of games, not like movies and shows and stuff, but like specifically games they really crack down on. So that could be a weird episode. Definitely. Oh man. It just made me re- remember when dumbbells and dragons, uh, Kenny mentioned how like, for the Harry Potter movies, they had to take those scenes twice because of them saying philosopher in uh, in England. Sorcerers. Yeah. So that's crazy shooting the same scene twice just to fit that in. Anyway, we're going to dive into I Was Walrus.
All right, so we're playing I Was the Walrus. Uh, that's the thing. I think it's going to be Whitney versus Brent tonight. I have a couple of categories here. Let's see what you guys come up with. Um, what's the weirdest thing a surgeon could leave inside someone? And I was thinking without killing them because, like, I don't know. I don't want you to say, like, <laughs> the Empire State Building. <laughs> sure? <laughs> How'd the surgeon get it? What? Oh, so many questions. Um, I'm going to say somebody else's organs. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I'm going to say another surgeon. <laughs> oh, no. There's a smaller surgeon inside without of it. killing them, without killing them. I, uh, who knows? Maybe the surgeon's, like, real small. I didn't say how small he is. <laughs> but wouldn't that kill the surgeon? It could be, like, inch high P.I., where he's, like, an inch tall. So you get to be, like, it's that every episode of a, you know, sitcom where they shrink down and go inside somebody, where Chucky eats the watermelon seed and they shrink down inside of him. Or, or that episode of Rick and Morty inner, where they go inside the homeless space. guy. Yeah, it's a it's a huge trope, but this time it's a surgeon. God damn it! That reminds me of when we asked Alex Korea, like, "Oh, what about what would be a chest burster for you from Alien? Like, what would come out of your chest?" And he said, "A, a open heart surgeon." And I was like, oh, <laughs> "I mean, it's." I still think he was probably the better choice because he could fix it. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, I'm here. Let me fix this up." What my feet? Picturing other person people's organs, like is are they human organs or like an alien? So like you get some kind of benefit, or like or is it more or less? <laughs> so you got no. two livers now, and you can get extra drunk. Yeah, no, I think more. It's like why is there an someone else's organs in this room to begin with? Is I think the real question. Uh, oh, so the last guy that was here, they like, forgot to clean like, up. Like they just accidentally dropped a spleen into somebody's stomach and then sewed it up. Oh That's what I was God. wondering, if it was replacing the organ with the other organ, like the appropriate no, like organ. I, like, or I if had it's... in my head, like, an extra organ that's not yours falling into your, like, chest cavity. That's oh, what wow. I pictured in my head. Yep. I was thinking, like, replacing the kidneys with, like, two brains. In case any of you wanted, like, a real deep look into Whitney's psyche, that's what I pictured <laughs> in my head. Get that real visual going on this audio <laughs> medium. Um, but that's the thing, I, oh man, I can imagine, like... Somebody's just like, oh, just put all the extra appendixes inside of me because I'll. Just- well, <laughs> I believe it's kidneys. I'm I'm not gonna you know bet on this, but I believe it's kidneys. It's actually more dangerous to remove them than it is to put one in. So instead of removing a kidney, they just cram another one in you. And there's people who have like four kidneys in them, but like only two work. They just like jangle when they rock- walk around like they have a set of keys <laughs> on them, but it's all kidneys. Kidneys just sloshing kid- around. Yeah, that's where all the kidney beans come from. <laughs> that or someone's harvesting them and being like, I'm going to keep these safe. I know they're worth something. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's that of, transporters. It's that episode of Invader Zim where he just steals everyone's organs. Oh, or that Christ. episode of Firefly. Oh, yeah. Yep. God. Okay, well, I think I'm going to go with uh, organs inside because I, I can't imagine an actual <laughs> surgeon unless they were like a, a little person, like a midget, and that's mean. What? I did not say I know, it was a little person. I never said without I, killing them. I never specified the height. What if they were microscopic? What if they were like atomized? They were like super tiny. Well, but, but you, I never but specified you, on the you, height. But I feel like if it was an atomized surgeon, you should have specified atomized surgeon. I said they put another. I feel surgeon like that in. makes a big difference between you know just like there's another but, surgeon and there's an atomized surgeon. Yes, but tell that's him why he's wrong. <laughs> no, 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 no. 
that's that's specifically how you don't paint yourself into a corner uh-huh. and you can argue these cases. It's like law. You don't have to be right. You just have to prove the other guy's more wrong than you. Yes. That is and how the law usually, works. And to be fair, I usually lose these games whenever Doug judges because he just doesn't like me winning because no, I win all the other games. No, that's, sometimes you pull it off and I'm pissed off. But yeah, <laughs> so, Oh, yeah, it? like when it was raining dildos. Oh, Christ, that I was think, nice. I think you won last time that I played this with you. I think you won. That's what I mean. So Did it I? happens. Yeah. yeah, I try to keep it as fair as possible, but there, I do have some kind of bias against you just because I've known you the longest. Um, well, also, I win the most because I play the most. Like, I've played more than everyone else combined, so. Yep, that's there, true. There's a bias. All right, I do have, this one's like one of my favorite questions, and I, I'm eager to see what you guys have, because I have my own answer that I do want to contribute. Um, But what's the worst thing you could crash your drone into? And I guess I'll hmm. pitch mine out there while you guys like brainstorm. I was either going to say prison because like you know how like people have like birds that drop drugs into like the prisons. I'm sure they're using drones they've upgraded and like you could have like a drone dropping off drugs and then it crashes in there and they like get your information and you're fucked or a Dave Matthews concert and he's like <laughs> singing like that song like crash into right, me and then the goddamn me. like drone goes into him and like cuts his throat and like there's blood everywhere and everyone's like freaking the fuck out like that drone what? just killed Dave Matthews wait wait why is that a bad thing oh, the drone I guess, killing well, Dave Matthews I, maybe, I'm fine with that yeah actually okay no that, <laughs> that, that one do- that's disqualified <laughs> Uh, let's see. And how do we know the birds aren't giving people drugs? Why also, do we assume someone's training them? That song's weird as fuck. It's like, crash into me and I'll come into you. That's creepy. Man. Oh, hey there. Yeah. Buy me dinner first. Uh, <laughs> I've never listened to Dave Matthews Band. I know nothing about it. It's uh, just a jam. All I know is he's a jam band band that just plays, like, that just fiddles around for, like, 20 minutes longer than any song needs to be. But yeah, a question, again, for anybody curious... What's the worst thing you could crash your drone into? Let me know when you guys have your answers. I got mine. All right. Well, then I'm going to count us in. Uh, Let's go. Three, two, one, go. Uh, A soup, a a large vat of soup. I'm thinking like a restaurant or a factory where they're making... Uh, soup, and I think that a fa- a drone falling into a large vat of soup is bad for everybody around, and the drone. Yeah, I think that's pretty solid. Um, Bryn, I would say into the hallway of a Trade Federation ship, because in my <laughs> mind the drone uh, the droid is R two D two or drone a drone. <laughs> I was gonna say, wait, is this like, God damn it? I forget if it was on air with the Star Wars 1 reference or not. Episode 1 reference. I mean, technically, is an R2-D2 a drone? What's the legal definition of drone? No, R2-D2 doesn't fly around. A drone is just... uh, You said drone. You didn't say a quadcopter, drone, whatever bullshit. Yeah, but droid and drone are different words. Like, I don't know. Are they? Yes. Yes. Are they? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's what I mean. I'm thinking... I, I can't imagine a drone... On a trade federation ship, because like, is there gravity in a? Well, yeah, no, they have gravity in the Star Wars no, he, ships. He did it in episode two. He comes flying out of the hallway, it's going wow, and hits the wall, and that's where how all the droids get alerted to him. Oh shit! Well, that's accurate. Um, I do, I still don't consider R two D two a drone. Mm, that's I'm a gonna disagree. Mm, I'm gonna disagree with your disagreement. 
Yes, me too. What kind of soup are we talking about? The dictionary is certainly not helping me Uh, here. Like like minestrone. Like brothy but chunky at the same time. Like not 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 like a chowder, but like it's got some got some heft to it. That's how it's described in high school. Brothy (laughs) Brothy but chunky. chunky? I was was a big boy. And yet brothy. I'm going to have to go with the soup only because the other answer doesn't make sense. But yeah, hey, no, I won by default on that one. You, you <laughs> yeah, I, fu- I fucked chosen, up there. You easily could have chosen something better than soup, but yeah. I win by default. Yeah. Hey, that's the <laughs> that's how most people win. <laughs> and that's how we play I Was the Walrus. <laughs> Alright, well that was a fun one, guys. Um That was just straight up me mishearing the word. Oh Christ. Yeah, that's understandable. <laughs> Shit happens. Uh but let's wrap this one up. Uh where can our listeners find you and you have another podcast, Whitney? Mm-hmm. I am a co-host with my sister of a podcast called Historical Hotties, where we uh, debate which historical figure is the hottest out of different categories. Uh, you can find us pretty much everywhere, uh, either by searching Historical Hotties or we are at Historically Hot on pretty much every uh, social media. Um, you can also find our group on Facebook at the uh, Historical Hotties Debate Club. And I personally am on Twitter at Whitney underscore Nelson, N-E-L-S-E-N. So you can find me if you just want me but you should check out my show too definitely <laughs> oh go check that out subscribe bren how about you uh i stopped talking to myself because it's it's not getting anyone anywhere no one wants this <laughs> um instead i will replug the dj Cutman again uh to follow up on the earlier plug and the plug from way back definitely. so check out his new album also completely out of context and we don't have to get into it but fuck john k anyone who knows <laughs> what that means you'll probably agree and we'll move right along. I'll move along because I don't understand, but I probably don't disagree, but I'm not sure. But hey, listener, if you like our show, tell some friends. Let them know uh, that we do this show every Monday. Uh, we had some pretty cool guests on, too, so maybe that's a good jumping off point for people that are like not really into podcasts and stuff. But yeah, join... <laughs> then uh, why are you here? No, but please, uh, give us a chance. Uh, join the Facebook group. Uh, we're findable on all the social medias and platforms. Our handles ABT Silence, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram twitch we like to live stream the episodes on twitch.tv slash abt silence uh, we're doing it now we're doing it right now but that's the thing it's subject to change we typically would do it on fridays at 10 but now we're going to be trying some new stuff so go to our twitch page give us a follow you'll see an updated schedule coming soon to give you an idea of when we'll be doing that so uh yeah tell tell oh, some people uh, to check it out also if anyone wants to play a way out with me Follow me. Uh, my gamer tag on PlayStation is Reverend Bink. Uh, that's R E V E R E N D B I N K. I have lost my partner that I was going to play a way out with, so I am looking for someone who wants to play the game, the whole game through with me. So add me on PlayStation and we can do that. Oh, definitely. And that reminds me, listener, I'm thinking about on the Facebook group uh, having some kind of post where we all put all of our gamer tags, like whether it's Xbox, PlayStation, Steam, and uh, get you guys all on our Discord channel so we can yeah get some more interact- interaction with our fans and some gaming going. So that'd be really fun. So yeah, yeah I'm join the totally Facebook in for group. that. Oh, and also anyone who's interested, hit me up if you want to break out of actual prison. I've done some stuff. <laughs> I might be in trouble. (laughs) We learned everything we know from Mark. But that's been this episode. We'll see you guys next week.
Thanks. See you.